Welcome to the Fem Powered Podcast. I'm Julieta Durante, menstrual cycle nutritionist and hormone whisperer. And I'm Nat Martin, menstrual cycle coach with a passion for all things premenstrual and periods. This is a podcast to help you navigate the world using the menstrual cycle as your compass and guide. We'll be chatting to industry leaders and women who inspire us on everything from money to sexuality, business to hormone health. Honestly, the list is endless because the menstrual cycle shows up literally everywhere. But let's be honest, we live in a world that wasn't built for and doesn't value the menstrual cycle. We are here to change that. We're here to help you learn new things about your cycle and inspire you to bring them into your life so that you can show up in a way that honors your natural rhythms and enhances your inner power. It's time to stop feeling guilty about being inconsistent and struggling with your cycle. So if you're ready to unpack its gifts, let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Femme Power Podcast with me, Nat K. Martin, and my lovely Julieta Durante. Today, we are talking all about pleasure and pleasure embodiment and what that looks like and why it's important um, and some of the roadblocks maybe that will um, come up in that journey. But first, let's do our cycle check-in. Julieta. Hello. Hello. Oh, I love your pronunciation of backdrop. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, if anybody, if you've seen the reel that will go out on Instagram and one day they will go on YouTube. Yes, I'm completely Christmased up to the eyeballs here, literally with like a million Christmas baubles around me, which is amazing. Uh, Also, by the way, uh, I love the way you pronounced my name. That was very like, woo, nice little (laughs) story there. So thank you. I love that. Yeah, I am cycle day seven. I'm actually still bleeding a little bit. So it's a slightly longer period than usual, but it's, I feel great. Like I've been feeling pretty good. Um, I've shared this quite a lot recently. My bleeds are feeling very powerful. I think I had one day when I was a bit headachey or whatever, but generally feeling really great, but it's a bit of a long bleed, you know, when it gets to like day six and you're like, come on, you know, and then it's things like, you're not really prepared because I, I don't really like wear any kind of anything to help me collect my 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 flow basically so then I'll be like oh shit and it's like you know I might be out or whatever and I'm like oh it's still here so I wouldn't say I'm massively concerned I do always I think for me when it gets like over seven days it's like okay maybe see what happens next cycle in terms of that bleed but you know again I've also shared many times perimenopausal you can get all sorts of weird shit happening in your cycle so it's like okay well let's see what happens but in terms of how I'm feeling yeah feeling good I'm really pleased because there's been loads of roadworks outside as you know for weeks now and actually it's Saturday morning and they're, they're just like quiet digging. So that's nice. I'm feeling good because we can actually record. And yeah, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Definitely. Mm. How about you? Yeah, I am on day 57, which puts me at eight weeks and one day. Mm. And I actually feel really good today. Um, <laughs> although I felt really good yesterday morning and then tanked in the afternoon. But right <laughs> now I had a really good sleep took my dog out for a really long walk in the cold it was zero degrees this morning so it was that kind of like you know it's cold but it's also nice um where you're just kind of walking so yeah I have a big appetite today (laughs) I'm feeling more or less normal which is really nice Mm. um one of my big 
anxieties is uh, morning sickness. I think I've shared before, I've got emetophobia. And so that's always something, there's always like a little anxiety around there. And um, so I'm like really grateful every morning or every day where I can have like a normal day of not having any nausea or anything. So yeah, feeling good. Good, good, good. Thank you for sharing. And for those listeners who don't know, what was it called again? Emetophobia is like a fear of being yeah. sick. It's mm. a fear of vomit, basically. I didn't want to say the word. <laughs> whether it's from myself or someone else. So it's going to be an interesting motherhood journey, that's for sure. Yeah. It's actually yeah. really common as well. Um, I've shared it about it on my Instagram. And it's always, it's always a, um, a reassurance to me to have so many responses from people who are like, I have the same thing and I didn't know it had a name. And, you know, when you kind of realize there's a lot of famous people out there with it as well, it's it just, it's like, it's a very common thing, especially amongst women. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, thank you for that very interesting fact. Yeah. I think it's really important to talk about things like this because like you say, sometimes you feel, oh, I'm just being a bit of an idiot or I'm on my own with it or whatever, you know? And it's like, phobias are very real and they are they can really really impact your life you know um yeah. like I re- when we went to Shambhala together and I knew this already about you but you shared this with me you were like if I run off it's because I'm gonna see somebody being sick and I, I just need to go and I was like oh okay. <laughs> so the whole time I'm like I'm checking everyone around just to make sure you're gonna be okay but it was you know you realize how it can impact people's lives right so yeah, I once knew somebody who had a phobia of frogs and they couldn't even watch a cartoon with a frog in it. They would just like literally go white. And it's a very real fight or flight response, um, you know. So I think knowing there are other people that have the same thing, although you wouldn't wish it on anyone, is, is reassuring. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I loved um, just that that little seed of what you said, because it's it's relevant for today, but it's also relevant for our, our podcast in general, that, you know, we can often feel like we're alone with things. And I mean, we've spoken so many times about this with the menstrual cycle, like this is why menstrual cycle awareness is just so important and why conversations like the ones we have are so important because, you know, we can feel like this is happening to me and it's not happening to anyone else and I must be broken or whatever. So, um, yeah, with phobias and with pleasure and Mm -hmm. everything that pleasure entails from the actual um, ability to know what pleasure is for you and to receive pleasure and and to give pleasure to something that is so multi-layered and so fascinating and has been a big journey for me over the last few years for sure and especially this last year um, Mm -hmm. as part of my feminine embodiment training Um, (laughs) and so we kind of felt like you know we wanted to have a little bit of um, of a chat around it we've also got Katie Moore coming on I believe she's in the next episode she is like a pleasure embodiment queen um because this is a really important topic I, for me I would say this is probably along with menstrual cycles probably one of the biggest topics for women mm. in general is sexuality pleasure sensuality mm. and all of that like you know what you would wrap that up in is what I would call like feminine embodiment Absolutely. Um, You know, and I'm really actually excited we're talking about this today. Obviously, we all have our own journey. And you're so right, you know, so often, we sit there thinking, God, you know, like, I'm the only one feeling like this. I think one of them, a very big thing is a disconnection to our pleasure to, you know, this kind of, you know, we, we there's body image issues and, and then there's all the other things going on and we block ourselves from pleasure with nutrition. I see it, you know, because we believe, you know, there's a lot of stuff 
being propagated by like the diet industry, etc. And there's this sort of subconscious, unconscious link that pleasurable foods are quotation marks bad for you. Yeah. All that going on in the food world as well, you know. So it really, you know, it's I think it spans all sorts of aspects of our lives. There's also these elements, I think, you know, around this kind of like the patriarchal view that, you know, pleasure is still there's something about it that's not quite right you know or that we shouldn't allow ourselves to feel too much of it that's kind of not right it's almost like yeah it's, a, it's that puritanical kind of like you know it's okay to have a bit of pleasure but you know how can you possibly have pleasure all day long mm. but then there's also this kind of like us we we've also talked about this when we see people maybe who are talking about their pleasure the whole time online and that makes us feel intensely uncomfortable as well and it's like this is another really, really, really big topic, and I'm really excited to unpack it. And, um, you know, we are currently, you are running Uncapped, your female pleasure embodiment course, and I'm just I'm supporting you in that in that space. And it's been fascinating to watch, and we're only a couple of weeks in. Um, but I think, because we could really, really sort of talk hours and hours, and maybe we'll need to do another episode. But yeah, you mentioned about your journey. Mm. you share a little bit with us because you've been sharing with me as you've been going along doing your female embodiment course but yeah tell us a bit about that I really I think there's so much in there yeah. gosh you know like just as you were saying all that I was like gosh when you would when you would the journeys are again it's just so similar to the menstrual cycle awareness in in the way that like if I try to think back to the origins of it like I can think back to what my origins are but then you've got like, well, what's the origins of that? And just as you were talking about like this puritanical kind of view of not having pleasure, like the, the what I thought of, what I saw was, you know, the story of Adam and Eve in the, in the Garden mm -hmm. of Eden and, you know, this event <laughs> that <laughs> happened when Eve dared to like, ooh, an apple. Ooh. Mm, that's a pleasurable thing to eat. <laughs> And, you know, that there, there had been like, you know, if you follow, <laughs> everyone knows about the story of Adam mm. and Eve, and I'm not going to like tell you the story of Adam and Eve, but clearly <laughs> Eve reaching for that apple, apparently just cursed women forever. Cursed and mankind, it, women, everything. Yeah. Like. It is that original sin. That's exactly what it is. And so for me, when I really think back, like, okay, that I've got my story, but what is the like, what are the origins of this? it's the same as the menstrual cycle, like the dampening down, the erasure of that and, and of women's power in general, because actually I think for me, what I'm learning is that pleasure is so linked to my sense of empowerment. Mm. And I think for, for everybody, it's probably like that as well. So it's really interesting when I'm like, okay, you know, we've kind of been punished in a way since time immemorial because Eve apparently took this apple <laughs> and ruined everything and we were cursed then with our menstrual cycles and you know to do anything seductive or anything yeah anything pleasurable is seen as a sin mm. and so when you think about that it explains a lot around our menstrual cycles and why we've you know why we're so disempowered about that but also around our pleasure as well because pleasure is just like not a thing that we really grow up learning about you know it's it's of course there are like things that feel nice and food that tastes nice and and everything else but like pleasure as a concept is not something that is really spoken about no so actually for me I think I would say that honestly 
in terms of my understanding about pleasure, this is something that has come about in just the last 12 months, really. Mm. If you would have asked me before, I would have said pleasure is it's a purely sexual thing. Yeah. And now I've come to realize it's 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 so much broader than that. Mm. So my journey along this, my sexuality, my my pleasure, this has been going on for like years mm. from the age of probably like 17. Mm. And it's so for me, it's so tightly interwoven with my menstrual cycle story because I was on the pill from 16 to seven from 16 to 17, 16 to 33. <laughs> so and in that time, you know, our hormones are yeah our hormones are figuring out their pattern we start you know we start to get like the 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 libido surges and for me I always you know kind of just felt like I don't know what my libido is I don't know what my sex drive Mm -hmm. is because I've just been flat for such a long time Mm -hmm. and um so for me coming off the pill that was one of the reasons why I came off the pill Mm -hmm. was like I want to know who am who am I when I'm not when I'm not taking contraceptives when my hormones can do their own thing. And actually that was the pleasure piece was a really big reason as to why I got into the menstrual cycle awareness part as well, because mm-hmm. I learned that like, you know, we are not actually designed to be sexual every day or to want to have sex every day or to want intimacy every day. And our hormones play a part and our cycles play a part and menstruality plays a part. And so it's kind of been like this, this mixing, melting pot of modalities that have come along and also yoga, like Mm. actually feeling my body for the first time, feeling spaciousness in my body, feeling energy in my body, feeling sensation. And so, and, but it's always been the thing that I've skirted around the most. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's always been the thing that I'm like, oh, I want to fix that. I want to work on that. But not quite today. (laughs) Yeah, let me read a book. Let me like, you know, maybe join this little self-study, self-paced course thing. And this was the year that I actually just dove into it. And mm. it's been huge because I've learned that it's 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 not just about sex. It's even pleasure is not the word pleasure. Like, you know, it's because something pleases us, it's because it feels nice. But mm. actually there's so much in it that doesn't feel nice and that, has nothing to do with sex at mm. all mm. Mm. it's 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 for me what I'm learning is that like our capacity to receive pleasure and to give pleasure and to understand what pleasure is is actually it's a self-expression and it will come out in so many different areas of life in our friendships mm. in our relationships in our careers and so yeah, it's been a big unraveling for me this year. This embodiment course alongside the Red School Menstruality Leadership Program was just like, again, you know, it's that, as I was saying at the beginning of this little like speech, you know, they're, they're linked. The, when, it, when we come back, if we follow the path of menstruality and we follow the path of sexuality all the way back, they have their roots there. Yeah. In, yeah, I would say in that kind of, creation story of Adam and Eve and it's interesting because we spoke about this a little bit with um the episode with Claire Baker and like how do we reconcile how do we find our power in a system that has for so many reasons wanted to keep this stuff quiet wanted to keep us away from 
understanding what our inherent power is because if you understand your pleasure if you understand your cycles you do start to feel powerful mm. you start to reclaim your body and and that can be a really scary thing yeah huge very mm. intimidating yeah and I don't think we even know how a lot of the time that's the thing because I believe this is there's a big ancestral piece to this that we carry inside of us you know and we there isn't it's almost like we almost don't even have an innate knowing of how to handle it sometimes it needs to be unlocked or maybe it's innate but it's really suppressed mm. you know like if you think I mean we are at least talking about it these days another yeah. wonderful thing about social media etc right we are there's so many conversations around this but can you imagine our grandmothers talking about this absolutely like, not I mean I sometimes we always joke in my family doesn't did my grandmother even know how she had three children you know what I mean like did she mm-hmm. even know because it's and it's a, it's funny but it's not funny you know and yeah I feel there's a big ancestral piece to this because it's been I think the theme around menstrual cycle uh, awareness and pleasure is one of repression and suppression you know yeah, and it's all about unpicking this and like you say you know, to hear things like, oh, you can have pleasure at work in your friendships, you know, all of these things, you know, a lot of people listening would be like, really, you know, oh, no, but work is work, you know, work, we go, we earn our money, blah, 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 blah. And it's, it's, it's fucking massive. <laughs> it really, really, really is, you know. Um, But I'm thinking, yeah, because I know you did your, you know, your your embodiment course this year, and you've been sharing with me quite a lot. Um, and I know you've had resistance along the way, and there's been all sorts of challenges. Can you tell us a bit about that that journey as well? I think that it's quite an interesting, yeah, yeah. journey. Do you know when I did the when I signed when I inquired about the embodiment training, I. <laughs> so when I I was like okay I want to do an embodiment training I want to do a feminine embodiment training and actually what I had in mind it's quite ridiculous I guess now but what I had in mind was really like movement Mm. it's really you know I love moving I've I love to dance I I love to connect my body and my sensuality through music and so I guess what I (laughs) hoped to find was (laughs) like some kind of like a teacher training or something where I could use like sensual movement as a way of feminine embodiment. And what I found was something very different. (laughs) (laughs) However, it was exactly the medicine that was needed. So I think for me, there's been like, I'm a very, I'm a very resistant person in general, I would say. Um, I'm very, I'm open-minded, but I'm very, like there's a limit to my open-mindedness, right? Before my critical mind comes in. Mm. I call myself like a, a, like a skeptic believer <laughs> um so I'm always open to things but then it's kind of like okay 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 like yeah. <laughs> and with this feminine embodiment training I think what's been so great about it is that it it, it has such very firm roots so before when I've I've bought these kinds of courses it's been very much like like here's a concept of sexual energy and here's a bit about the chakras and then you know maybe you do a little bit of movement and then you're kind of jumping straight into things and I've always I don't know like the resistance for me always just came in the form of like oh yeah 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 I'll do that bit later like you know leaving it to the side as opposed to like I don't want to do that it was always like ah oh, yeah, yeah yeah like a kind of putting it off mm. um 
and now I realize it's because I actually really just didn't understand the the the, the basics the the like the foundations of what you need in order to be able mm-hmm. to even think about receiving pleasure like so you know we talk like a lot about nervous system to the point where I'm kind of like I can't even hear that anymore (laughs) but it is true right it's like the nervous system work and the the understanding of yourself so one of the things that I learned that made a really big difference was this concept of the core erotic theme by Jack Morin where really you are figuring out like what what your eroticism centers around and eroticism is what gives sex meaning and your eroticism plays out everywhere in your life because it just is that way. <laughs> mm. um, and so understanding that and understanding like basic things like what are my boundaries? Where am I looking after myself? Where am I not? This gave me like a, a healthier place to start from in this course. Mm. And, and the concept of energy was not like, foreign to me at all like being a yoga teacher I knew about the chakra systems and and all of that kind Mm. of thing I think I had a lot of resistance to certain practices in that the idea of them seemed so good in my head (laughs) (laughs) and I think a lot of people are going to resonate with this right so one of the things that we did was more towards the end of the course it was a 21 day self-pleasure practice where essentially you you self-pleasure every day for 21 days and if you were to think about that you'd be like oh great like Mm -hmm. you know that sounds great but you really for me I really you know there was just so much around like I don't want to like (laughs) I don't want to I'm tired I don't want to do this I don't like being told to do things I don't you know like it really brings up a lot of the the stories that we tell ourselves right so we've got this idea of like if you were if I was to say to a room full of 10 people who would like to experience more pleasure, probably 10 people would put their hands up. But then when you actually have to come to doing the work, mm. right, exactly. It becomes this like, oh no, I don't have time. I've got a headache. I don't really feel like it. Da, 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 da. And this is like, those moments of resistance are always like, you know, we know when we feel resistance, there's something to to look into and that was where I was really able to see very clearly okay where am I where am I basically tripping myself up here Mm. and where am I also doing this in other areas of my life where Mm. am I also kind of tapping out and being like oh no I can't really be bothered I want to just sit on the sofa and like watch Netflix Mm. or you know I I don't feel like I want to do this because there's an expectation on me yeah. to like fulfill this thing or whatever. So mm. I had a lot of resistance to certain practices and they were always the ones that required me to show up for myself. Mm. So if it's the ones where we're just sitting there and we're like doing some nice breathing and like, ha, 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 like <laughs> no problem. But if it's the ones where it requires like, discipline and practice and showing up for myself and also facing up to myself yeah that was really difficult and I think this is probably the reason why a lot of people find it so hard to connect to their pleasure because it's not you know, it's not about like, it is about what's happening in your physical body, but it's also a lot to do with what's happening in inside of you. Yeah. And that can be a really, 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 really confronting thing. Um, 
and it will have roots that have nothing to do with sex or pleasure at all <clears throat> but that will have their roots to do with you and your self-worth and 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 everything so it's yeah this it's it's still a journey right like I'm <laughs> absolutely not like this like woohoo <laughs> you know like it's still a journey it requires me to show up every day it is a practice yeah but it's it's interesting to look back at the last like 10 months or so and see ah okay mm. like I can link this resistance that I'm feeling here to you know what I had over here and and some of the breakthroughs that I've had have been really huge actually mm -hmm. like life changing and how I show up for myself and my business my relationship my friendships mm. would yeah. you mind sharing one of your breakthroughs if you're happy with sharing one yeah um so my biggest breakthrough was this concept of time we've spoken about it before <laughs> a lot um and it's something that was not a secret for me I already knew it but I think I needed to meet it in the realms of pleasure mm. for it to really like land and make sense. So for me, the concept of taking time for things, anything, um, it's just not how I'm, it's not really how I'm wired. Like I will make time for things, but I will usually cap that time. Yeah, because there's like a hundred billion other things to do mm. or you know I remember way back in the beginning of the course and in other calls and, and you know courses where you or anything where you have to share like who you are introduce yourself or you know what do you think about this I would always share really 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 quickly and maybe share just like 10% of what I wanted to share because I was always very aware of not taking up too much time mm. Um, and that shows up everywhere in how I would structure my diary in how I would, you know, like come home from work and now I need to do this and now I need to do that. And oh, maybe I'll like remember to eat somewhere in there. Um, you know, like it, it shows up really everywhere, putting things off until the last minute and then kind of enjoying that like little stress slash anxiety because, oh, I don't really have much time and da -da 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 -da. And this was something that really came out to me as, as my core erotic theme. Mm. It is to do with time. And this was really huge for me to understand because also in the 21 day self-pleasure thing, the thing that I came up to all the time was time. <laughs> Resistance to it was like, I don't have time for this. I don't want to. Okay, I'll make time for it, but just like a little bit of time. And yeah. you know, like, so it's, it, this was, I think, the biggest breakthrough because it showed me how I never had time for the things I wanted. Mm. I never had time to see my friends as much as I wanted because I always had such a packed calendar. Mm. Um, never had time to, yeah, to like put into my business in a way that would actually make sense, in a way that it would actually grow. I was always constantly trying to like just do little things here and there. And, mm -hmm. and this has been huge for me. And it's been huge in terms of my pleasure because... It means I know and I realize that for me, one of the shadows of my of my pleasure personality is that I don't really like to have a lot of time. Quickie, mm. I'm happy with that. <laughs> but actually, this is not doing anything really mm. for me in terms of my pleasure. This is like a quick fix, mm. and for me to expand as a human and to um, 
self-develop in the way that I want to, I need to work with this shadow. How yeah. can I create more time and space in my life? How can I, and you know, if you, you would ever ask, always ask me like, what do you want more? I'd be like, I just want to have more time. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. want to be so busy. I don't want to, you know, but I would continually make myself busy and cap my time. And in the end also cap my pleasure with a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, that is just mind blowing, right? Like pleasure as like this huge teacher, because you're right, it goes beyond everything. It's like, like you say, it's bringing up probably your biggest shadows. Like it's, and I, because I work with a lot of women. Um, we don't, you know, I am not a, a pleasure coach or sexuality or anything like that. But on my intake form, my health questionnaire, women, when, when you know, they, they fill it in, there is a box there to tick low libido. Yeah. Every single client I work with has a low libido. Now, I can go into the hormonal stuff, right? Like, of course, and to talk about nervous system, I oh. see cortisol through the roof with most people. But it's so, so, so much more than that. And I've always known, kind of suspected it. But obviously, really, like, accompanying you in a way on your journey has made me go, fucking hell, this is like massive you know a supplement is not going to sort you out it might help a little bit mm -hmm. so it might calm you down enough that you are able to then maybe for example do a, a a program do a course or do a bit of reading and start exploring that but you know it's it's so 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 big and I always make it very clear you know like you know the, the libido stuff is not something that you know it's, it's huge and I really now having this sort of like clearer understanding from you but also from stuff that I've done it's like this is massive like absolutely massive and you're right it requires this level of inquiry and honesty and then wanting to change right because even when you know it you might be like yeah that's my um chorotic thing lovely I need a bit more time but um I actually don't have any time for time goodbye <laughs> Because these themes are so, 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 so deep, right? So it's not like something that you can, and and it's the awareness and then it's trying to do things like you say, and you've had this for you, I know, because you've shared this with me as you've gone along, it's been massive, massive, massive breakthrough. And I'm wondering perhaps people who are listening are thinking this is not at all what I expected from a pleasure podcast, right? Like, <laughs> no. what are they talking about? Uh, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it doesn't really... It, it, I think a lot of the stuff we see online is like, yes. oh, you know, you know, the only egg wander around with a crystal wand, blah, blah, blah. To yeah. get to that point, you have to do so much work yeah. and so much of everything, you know, before you can even do that. But a lot of people just don't talk about that. And I love what you shared about your your course, right? Like how 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 you've you've done this deep foundational work that just you, no one else has ever talked about and you know I'm with you in uncapped at the moment and the stuff we're doing we joke about it half the time has nothing to do with sexuality but it's like whoa this this you know and I'm I'm discovering things as I go along as well and I'm like oh this is so interesting um you know and the, these are all these things like for me I shared with you the other day when we were doing a questionnaire on healthy masculine and healthy feminine, there was one thing that came up there, which is like the ability to remain sort of grounded and oh, and feeling okay in yourself when there isn't an end goal, you know, or there isn't like a, you're maybe not getting the result, the results you want. And that's really like, for me has really, really landed. And I'm still exploring it, but I know that's going to be linked to pleasure and things like that. Right. Like 
I'm quite, I'm not a goals person as in I'm going to make X money by this. I'm not, but there does always have to be a sort of purpose. And I'm like, ah, okay, this mm. is thing. <laughs> like, mm. you know, like we all, you, you, we all know, like, I think a lot of us, especially as women, when we've ex been exposed to things that we think are about sexuality, so maybe it's been porn or like these trashy novels or whatever, the yeah. end goal is always an orgasm. Yeah. And yeah. when you first find out, like, actually, you don't need to have one. Why not enjoy the process? You're like, oh, OK, well, that's a new idea. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, and I mean, I haven't I don't even think I've got to that point, to be honest with you. But I'm kind of it really, really landed in my body that moment. And I was like oh okay so yeah it's massive it is it is and I think you're right like you know um <laughs> when we think of like you know someone searching like pleasure podcast oh okay and it's like they kind of maybe already have an expectation of what they're gonna hear like some techniques or you know um some practices and but if you don't have like the foundation then none of that is going to work really in any kind of sustained way and I think you know it's like it's kind of also I guess maybe going back to like the first episode in this season where we were ranting about the coaching industry I was just thinking and that really <laughs> right you know when you're like well you've got to do the work like mm -hmm. you have to do the boring stuff you have to sit there and do the math to know how much to charge to know if you can have like a viable business you have to actually sit down and get to understand like actually who like what is it that you need what who are you as a sexual sensual erotic being because we don't know again we're not taught this so what we learn is like what we learn through television media books friends magazines all of which is like skewed yeah. <laughs> and highly unrealistic and we're also not given safe spaces to to experiment yeah and to just try and you know we're kind of we it, for, it, I think we already have like so much pressure on ourselves as, as teenagers to like look mm. the right way and you know like okay now you're gonna have sex for the first time and it should be this way because you've seen it in a film but you don't know anything about your body and you don't know da, da, da. and we continue these patterns and then we have the menstrual cycle on top of that. So if we're taking the pill or other hormones, it could be like, you know, that we don't actually have any kind of like response. Mm -hmm. And then we've also got like a menstrual cycle, which will very heavily influence how we feel sexually, mm -hmm. sensually, how we feel like in our bodies. Mm -hmm. So it is the unsexy stuff. It's not like, um, and it's not like the whole pleasure journey has to be unsexual. <laughs> it's not what I'm <laughs> saying. Like it, it's really fun and it can, mm. you know, it, it can be great, but you have to have the basis. Yeah. You have to have the basis. And so, and for me, this was just, it. this was just such a big revelation because it made sense finally why I was not able to, you know, I'm someone who can like, I can do so much by myself, mm. very resourceful. And I'm very determined once I have a goal yeah. in my mind. But this was something that I just kept on coming up against and up against time and time again. And it really made sense for me. Like, oh, mm. well, mm. if I don't understand this yeah. beginning, then the rest is just like... You can't. You can't be in the middle if you don't understand the beginning. Right. Exactly. 
And so <laughs> for people who might be thinking, well, this isn't what I expected, like, good, because yes. maybe this is what you needed you need. to hear <laughs> before you go and spend like, you know, hundreds of, of euros or pounds or dollars on yet another course yeah. or yeah. or whatever. Like you have to actually start to understand like, who am I? What makes me tick? Where am I constantly like bumping into myself and, and what am I, what is it that I'm actually struggling with? Agreed. Like, you know, it really, when you were saying all this, I was also, like I said, the same time the thought came in your head, first episode of this season, episode 10, you know, talking about business coaching, the coaching industry in general, you know, the need, I, I know you hate the word, but nervous system regulation, understanding yourself, these mm -hmm. themes come up everywhere. Like you said, the theme about time came up in your business again and again, it comes up in your pleasure journey, you know, like, I think I shared with you, mine was also when I was thinking about it, I haven't come across my core erotic theme yet, because I'm just moving through that book quite slowly. But for me, one of the things is like, I always want to please. I'm the one that I, you know, and it's also egotistical because I like it when I make people happy. It makes me feel good. I'm not like, oh, you know, it's a two-way thing. I get that. But like, there's this real need to please. And it comes up in my business, like for example, and we all struggle with this, but when I don't get as much engagement on social media, it really, really, really upsets me. Like I take it really, it twists my guts up. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, you know, things like that. And I think there's something there. And I think that is a theme that is going to run everywhere. And a lot of what I'm exploring now is like, you know, stepping back and being okay with whatever the outcome, being much more grounded in myself, doing all of that. And that it, I know because I've noticed it in it's in friendships as well. You know, I'm always like the one that wants to be the the, the liked happy one or whatever. I, do. I rarely have confrontation and that's, that's okay. But sometimes confrontation is needed, right? And I won't do it. And it's, for me, there's something there. I haven't quite unpicked it yet, but like, that's huge like if if that's what my pleasure journey is going to lead me to I mean come on you know like to then be so much more deeply grounded in myself and understand and sometimes it's like like you say you're still on the journey you know it's not like you sit there in the bath all day going I've got all the time in the world you know what I, mean? I do not but you know at least now you yeah. you, you pause and you go here it is. This yeah. is me and my time thing coming up. You know, you share that with me a lot and, you know, we laugh about it. You'd be like, there it is. I haven't got time. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's just those little moments. Like for me, I know that now, like I'm really trying to reshape my relationship with social media and I'm like, I'm going to put the post out. I'm going to put it out there and I'm not going to check it for another 12 hours. And then when I do, I'm going to laugh at whatever the outcome is, you know, and I'm just, I'm just not going to give a shit about it because what I've also noticed actually that all these metrics and all that make they don't correlate to where my business is anyway you know so I, I let it influence me too much it's like oh I didn't make enough people happy I didn't get enough comments saying how amazing I am blah, 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 blah. you know so it means that I'm shit my business is shit and everything is shit and that's just not the case yeah, but yeah. it's unpicking all of that and mm -hmm. you know doing things from a real place of integrity and of joy because that's kind of yes. like my human design enjoying that and almost pushing else, everything else aside so I feel that that's kind of my theme, but I don't know what the word is exactly yet. Probably people pleasing or something like that. Um, Love it. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be negative, right? Like, no, it, no, no. It just means that you know what you can amplify. Yes. And you know what you need to look out for. And equally, you know what the shadow of that yeah. thing is. So you're like, yeah. this is the good thing. You know, my my good thing is that I am, I've always found it very easy to connect with people. I 
I get clients quite easily. I don't need to put in a lot of very, I've shared this before, whenever I do specific sales stuff, it never works anyway. So I just <laughs> have to show up and have fun. And that generally creates yeah. a nice energy in my business. The shadow side of that is that, oh, does everybody like me? You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like, yeah. and that's okay, you know, but understanding it is important. Mm-hmm. And understanding that will be important in your pleasure journey because, yes. you know, it's like, okay, where am I pleasing? Where am I you know, maybe overstepping what I want to do just to please someone else. And and this is the thing, like, you know, it's, I just feel like a lot of the time when we think about, and when we see like on Instagram and all of this kind of stuff, like pleasure, blah, blah, blah. It's still like talking about pleasure that is outside of us. Yeah. And actually we have to start with that, with us, with the yeah. individual. Never mind, like bringing our pleasure to someone else or anything. We have to understand like ourselves. And I feel like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, if you've got issues with your libido, which actually I would, you know, I feel like we probably have a very skewed idea of what a normal libido even is. Yes. (laughs) Honestly, like, you you know, we are hormonal beings and just there's something like that whole thing just makes me really, Mm. really icky. But you know, let's say you feel like you've got a low libido, you're having arguments with your partner about it time and time again. And it's, you know, you might have an amazing relationship, but this is the the thing that, you know, is, is the biggest issue that you have. Well, of course, you're going to come to a mentor or a coach or a course or Google because you're suffering with this thing, right? You want to know how, how can I increase my libido but usually the so that that we don't type into google (laughs) is so that i can please my partner Mm -hmm. or so that i can save my relationship yeah right it's not it's probably not how can i increase my libido so i can enjoy more pleasure in my body and therefore have that pleasure spill over into my relationship yeah yeah i feel like we have the focus so much on like that people pleasing Mm-hmm. aspect and I think a lot of that is again the patriarchal system and you know mm-hmm. women basically having to do that to survive like yeah yeah you had to be pleasing you had to like please your partner you had to please the court of the king you had to you know all these things so that you could survive I know you and to we've got to remember day. like mm-hmm. this is really recent history <laughs> this is really recent history so we're kind of I think that sometimes you know we can because we're so liberal about these things now we can be and we can talk about it and we can talk about this stuff on podcasts you know to go back to the example of your grandmother for example well actually our grandparents generation like a lot of women couldn't even have their own bank accounts yeah yeah they still had to rely on their husbands to to eat Mm-hmm. buy clothes and if they didn't have a husband then they were spinsters and they were worth nothing you know like mm-hmm. and so I think we kind of forget that a lot of the time we are not operating on what it is that we want yeah. but operating on how we can be the best version of ourselves in order to please other yeah. people and that ha- that comes out in in sexuality and intimacy and all kinds of things I think absolutely and that ties into what we were saying earlier about the ancestral piece we still yeah. hold this in us or yeah. we 
whether we like it or not. And as I move through my life, I feel it more and more deeply. I'm like, fucking hell, that patriarchy is alive and well in me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's in the cells almost. It's, it's like it's in rooted. the cells. And it's like, why do I care about these things? But I do like, you know, consciously I'll be like, well, I don't care about that. And, you know, the male gaze and fuck this and blah, 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 blah. But I'm so, I know that in my body, it's still there. And there's, all sorts of stuff going on and maybe that's another conversation for another day because I think we're almost yeah. coming up for the hour yeah. but like yeah it's it's huge um and I think we've really touched I think this is a great first place to start with this idea of who are you what makes you tick what are your shadows what are your what where what themes show up everywhere in your life not just in the bedroom or whatever you want to call it but everywhere else and yeah I think if, if, if that's something that we can start getting people to think about you know that's because that's going to translate into every area of your life and you know very relevant to what we were saying in episode one so I really love that we have kind of gone down this unex well we knew it was going to it was going to be like this but maybe people yeah. listening are like what the fuck like <laughs> I yeah. just want 10, 10 top tips to orgasm <laughs> well that isn't that what people this expect, is the first best right? tip <laughs> yeah this is the first tip and it's not to say that those other tips are wrong it's really it's absolutely not you know we are mm. all on different stages of the journey so for some people they'll already know all this stuff that I'm talking about and they're like actually now I need those top 10 tips mm. but if you're someone who just is at the very very beginning mm. it's an important it's it's an important perspective to have because mm. you know again if you're anything like me and you're someone who just keeps coming up with the same yeah with the same issues it's because there's something missing there's a there's a learning piece that hasn't been understood or there's a perspective that hasn't been seen mm. so the next episode we're speaking with katie moore who um shares a lot around like you know the actual i don't know if the mechanics is the right word but she shares her journey and uh and and it's hard to it's hard for me to explain because it, you have to like you hear it in her voice like this is probably the information that people think they want to hear or expect to hear when they're talking about like pleasure and, you know, like, oh, how to get that like juiciness in your body. And we go into quite a lot of different, um, different details around like the pleasure journey. But I feel like for some people, this, this episode is going to give perhaps a slightly different foundation that they might not have thought of for yeah. um because there will be some people who are like they know everything already and they're just listening to this because it's interesting and then there'll be some people who've never even like they're only hearing about it because they've listened to our other episodes and would never sit like search out a <laughs> podcast episode like this you know absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. no and I think I think you're, this is a great in the in the same way that we did coaching and then we had Jess come on you know yeah. sharing her story now we've got and none of this has happened really been very planned but it's happened no. like, so very nice I think Katie is like that next level of the embodiment the practices yeah. getting more physical understanding your body more you know all of that and it's you know it's very much needed like you say you you, you know that you do this work and you can do it alongside the other work you know it, it's like maybe having that awareness so if some of the things that Katie says make you feel uncomfortable 
maybe ask why you know mm. so yeah. why am I not feeling you know why is this like making me feel a bit weird or why do I not like the idea of that maybe there's something there for you um, because it's always always in the moments of resistance discomfort and pushing away where the, the truths lie and the 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 learning and, and the the magic right like but it's not the easiest place to to sit and uh yeah but um yeah I'm, I'm i'm excited to put that one out next next week as well so um i feel that this is kind of like a natural end how are you feeling about things yeah good good yeah good so I, should... <laughs> I know i know i'm always like what are we going to talk about and then we do good chat and I just you know I think it is it's so important because it really is one of these things you know we talk about stepping into my power claiming back my power all of these things this is such a a, a deep and very primal mm-hmm. way to do it I think connecting mm-hmm. to your pleasure and owning it and understanding it so yeah yeah here for all of it absolutely amazing all right well um yeah, I really hope everybody's enjoyed listening to this. Please share with us anything that comes up for you, any thoughts that you have. And, you know, even if you're like, I really didn't understand that episode, maybe ask why or sh- reach out to us as well. You know, like it's, there's no, it's just all just putting this stuff out there and just just seeing where it all goes and lands. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Amazing. Thank you very much. And we will see you uh, for Katie Moore's episode um, very soon. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please help us spread the menstrual cycle love by rating and leaving us a review and sharing this with anyone who you think needs to hear it.